Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, almost Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, the best in new inventory. With great warranties. And warranty means a lot. Maybe the wallet says, and justifiably so, pre-owned inventory. We'll go with the place with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They go over every vehicle. That makes the buying experience so much easier. And a great service department with fabulous technicians that back all of this up for the life of the vehicle. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, the Big Ten, by the way, according to a report, is not expected to have a new commissioner until May at the earliest, according to Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. Uh, but the, like, to be honest with you, Right now, do you need one? It's you know, I'm talking about at this hour. Can you wait until May to get one? Yeah, you can wait. Um, Rutgers athletic director Pat Hobbs said that the search committee for the commissioner has been formed and that the search firm hired by the Big Ten to vet candidates is making progress. Well, it's fine. I mean, you don't have a TV deal to negotiate. You don't have to worry about adding more schools right now. Expansion's done, so the big stuff is done. It's all about the integration of getting USC and UCLA, UCLA in. It is very complicated, I might add. It is very, I mean, everybody I've talked to. That's one thing about being out in, in Chicago. You had a chance, you know, and I had a chance to talk to a lot of people uh, along the way, including Kevin Warren, as a matter of fact. Uh, and and it's the integration of USC and UCLA takes a lot of work to do, uh, and they're getting there, but it's 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 really taking a lot of time. The commissioner doesn't have to do that. You have other people in the conference office that can do that. So, do you need a commissioner in place at this hour? It's nice, but you don't have to. Hey, you can go, you've got eight teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, guess what? You let it play out. Uh, you, everybody gets together in the first weekend of April in Houston for the Final Four. All right, um, Be a lot going on there. And then when the Big Ten has its meetings in May, well, with the athletic directors, the coaches, and so forth, they can probably get around at that point to getting a new commissioner. Um, Hobbs told the uh, Night Report they've received a lot of resumes from a wide range of backgrounds, some college, not college. Uh, Haven't seen those resumes. We won't see those resumes, he said. We're kept up to date on where the search is. I think there is confidence that they will conclude the search sometime before the end of May. I think that's really the goal. I think that's a doable goal. There's not a lot of people who can be Big Ten commissioner, in my view, this is not uh, sort of inside information from the committee. So, 
that's fine. You know, that's what he talked about. That's good. Um, you know, and like I said, some of them are pro background, some are college background, and you know, once again, in look of a big payday, the suit also applied. It's just so sad. F O U L E D. That spells foul. Penn State practiced today already. They practiced over Drake. Nice gym, by the way. Drake is in the NCAA tournament. They won the Missouri Valley Conference. They'll play Miami tomorrow, uh, Friday at 6:25. But or actually, it's 7:25 Eastern. My apologies. Um, It's 7:25 Eastern. And uh, and so Penn State got a chance to use their floor today, and then Colgate was on the floor after them. Uh, Penn State has been isolated out here. Uh, there is not a lot of activity in this hotel at all. That is a good thing. Uh, and I'm telling you, this is a really good thing. You just get to go on the road. Everything's normal. The whole deal. Everybody knows what they're playing for. You know, I've watched enough Texas A&M film to the point where even I know what they're doing. Uh, but, uh, but to be honest with you, They've almost been isolated out here. We're in West Des Moines. And my running joke has been, you know, Kathy asked me, where are you? I said, I think South Dakota. I said, no. (laughs) But we're actually not that far away. We're just outside of the city. But there's nobody in the hotel. It's great. You can go about your business, take care of your business. There are no distractions. There's no problems in the lobby, anything like that. Zero. Uh, Now, that will change in about an hour, hour and a half, okay? You're saying, well, why is it going to change? Because now they get to go to the arena. And they get to go, you know, and and the four captains plus Cam Winter will be in front of the media. Then Micah Shrewsbury will be in front of the media. And then the locker room is open for the media to go in. And then comes the moment they get to walk out onto the court, and they're just, they already did the practice for the day. Their practice for the day is done. I mean, they went a couple of hours today over Drake. So the practice part, the strategy part, all right, the concept part, that was all done today uh, earlier. Uh, it was done this morning. This is going to be 40 minutes on the floor taking shots. That's all it is with a crowd. It's it's open and free to the public, but a crowd will be there, and they'll walk out on that court, and they'll see that March Madness logo right there in the center. That's where the reality is going to hit. And they'll go out and have some fun with it, take some shots, uh, talk a little bit to uh, Jim Jackson and Brian Anderson and Allie LaForce uh, in between shots. Uh, talk a little bit with Jason Benetti and Robbie Hummel in between shots. And, you know, and then go back out here to um, our hotel, which is, again, nice place. And guess what? There's nobody here. And I think that is great. You know, but, again, the, you know, the, the excitement of it is going to be all put together here um, in the next hour and 20 minutes or whatever it's going to be uh, when it gets started and finally get back here to the hotel. I don't know what. Well, I guess we're going to be back here with three, four hours from now, something like that, whatever the number happens to be. And it's, 
it will just give them the flavor of it. Then tomorrow they are allowed to have a shoot-around tomorrow, but it's only 20 minutes. They're not going to take it. Right? They're not going to take it. Why bother going over in the morning? Because there are four games today, Kansas uh, tomorrow. Kansas has the leadoff game against Howard. Then the second game is Illinois-Arkansas. Third game will be Texas against Colgate. Then Penn State and Texas A&M will be the nightcap. There's no need to go over and do a 20-minute shoot-around in the building. There's no need uh, because you're going to get on the bus. Bus rides like 12, 15 minutes. Boom, get out the bus. Do your 20 minutes. Boom, get off the floor. Get on the bus. Uh, 12, 15 minutes. Come back. Now they'll do a standard shoot around, either at Johnston High School where they were the other night, or they'll do it over at Drake. One of the two, uh, where they can just do it on their time frame, and with no issues. Whatsoever, They're not rushed to get anywhere. They don't have to wake up earlier to do it. Because remember, the first game here is... I'm trying to think what the first game here is. Is it, is it noon? Might be. Which means you're going to shoot in the morning at some point. Eh, no, you can just do it on your own. Right? On your own clock, your own time, that fits your meal schedule. It fits your sleep schedule, your meal schedule, and your game schedule. All right, we're in West Des Moines at the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. We'll come back with the Matt Catrillo rant of the day, and I'm sure it's a beauty, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Trace Jackson Day is unbelievable, man. He's first-team All-American, hands down, possibly player of the year. But also said, we got an All-American, too. <laughs> Once we get back to the hotel, shower, then let's meet downstairs, and let's prepare to try and win a championship. <laughs> It's fun, isn't it? And I did tell Jalen yesterday what my vote was on the Wooden Award, so he's he's aware that he is getting some voting points. I'm not going to tell you where I voted him, but he is getting a fair amount of voting points (laughs) based on where I put him. How about that? All right, boys and girls, here we go. Time now for the Matt Catrillo Rant of the Day. 
You know, I, I thought I'd be talking about Darius Slay leave, be leaving via release, which I'm okay with, all said and done. But once again, I have now lost full half a brain continuing to see what's been going on with everything going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Jets. Everybody involved in this has officially gone crazy. The Jets, for even putting themselves in this situation again, they just seem to, you know, have it be magnetic to these types of situations. The Packers for demanding multiple first-round picks for a 39-year-old quarterback that nobody else wants. And then Aaron Rodgers himself for being a plain-out weirdo, hypocritical goof. The way he is. He is a goof. How can you possibly think, oh, I'm going to play now after you say you went into this crazy, stupid darkness retreat, 90% saying you're going to retire? I mean, this guy is the definition of flipping a 180 like I've never seen before. Why would anybody, then he has these listed demands, which then he disrespectfully goes after Adam Schefter and Diana Rossini of ESPN anyway about. So regardless, he has that going on. And then he demands to have direct communication. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get where this guy feels like he's entitled to all these things. But this is this is a major problem for Aaron Rodgers as a person. I, I don't know where he's gone in this, how it's how it's gone this way. I, I think you know actually you know I, I know where it is from. It's from the Packers trading or turning up to get Jordan Love because he talked about that extensively too in the Pat McAfee show. I think he's still butthurt about that, and that's how he's turned into this crazy self that he is now. So if the Jets do end up getting him, good luck. You think about it a lot, do you? Seems like you think about it a lot. You all right? I, I, I'm good, and I'm better now because uh, Dick Vermillion is on the line. Oh, good. All right. Hi, Dick. How, how are you today? Steve, how are you? Real quickly, I'm on a Penn State fan bus right north of Tulsa. We're going for wrestling. I'm on a busload of Penn State fans, but I got a question for you. Sure. Who, who was the football player from Zanesville, Ohio? Who was the football player? On the current Do you remember? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Linebacker. <laughs> From Zanesville, Ohio. Well, we went through Zanesville yesterday, and it came up. Nobody knew. Oh, nobody knew. Is there some sort of uh, PA in your background there? You guys on a tour bus? Are you on a tour bus? No, we're on the bus. I'm going to hang up. We're on the bus. Uh, okay. Well, you know, you're talking about like a great linebacker that played there? No, I, we're trying to name this guy. Are you trying to name the guy? I mean, I remember I mean, Jay Payton, who played. In, I mean, Dan Patrick is actually from Zanesville. Did you know that? 
the bark the sportscaster? I said, Dan Patrick, the sportscaster, is from Zanesville, and Mark D'Antonio, the former football coach of Michigan State, is from Zanesville. I'm losing you, Steve. I'm going to hang up. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty well. I thought you were, too. <laughs> Well, that's cool. We get to hear a little bit of the fanfare as we get ready for Jeff Byers later today. Talk some wrestling. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. But, no, I yeah, I, I mean, Mark D'Antonio's from Michigan State. I mean, the Michigan State, former Michigan State head coach from Zanesville. Um, and Dan Patrick. Yes, I did know that, yeah. He's from Zanesville. Fred Taylor, the great basketball coach who uh, won the national championship at Ohio State, is from Zanesville. Well, it's not, you know. Jay Payton, who played in the majors with the the, uh, Mets, yeah, he's from Zanesville. It's not bad. Not a a bad group. Um, But, yeah. I don't know. That's Zanesville. But they're on the bus going to Tulsa. That's great. I'm glad they – I hope they have a great time out there. Um, and Penn State has a chance. I think there could be – I would say that Penn State had six legitimate chances at national championships individually. That's what I think. I think that um, – uh, I mean that's that's the uh, um, uh, I, that's what I think. I mean that team championship. I mean you've got guys with like Sirachi and Roman Bravo Young and Aaron Brooks that just get bonus points. Especially Brooks and Bravo Young get so many bonus points, and that's the separator in winning a national championship of wrestling. And I think there's six guys individually. Kurt Fleet could win it. Brooks could win it. Starachi could win one. Roman Bravo Young could win it. Bo Bartlett could win it. And I think Levi Haynes has a chance to win it. Oh, there's six guys, I think, that actually walk into the building with realistic hopes of winning a national championship. And they all say, hey, I'm here to win a national title. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Over here at the realism table, like six of you can say that. All right, uh, next half hour, it'll be Neil Kulong, then Jeff Byers. You didn't think I knew anything about Zanesville. (laughs) Well, not a whole lot of people do, but you would be one of those people that would know. Uh, I need therapy. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Four key Hyundai, best of new inventory. 
all with great warranties, fabulous pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, and a great service department that backs it all up with fabulous technicians at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. By the way, Bill Self is here in Des Moines. Uh, Bill Self, uh, the Kansas coach, did not go to the press conference today. Norm Roberts represented uh, Kansas at the press conference, but they practiced last night. Bill Self was at practice. They practiced this morning. Bill Self was at practice. They are anticipating he will coach tomorrow's game, but he was not at the press conference today. With that, we uh, bring in, oh, I, I'm going to say maybe about three to three and a half hours north of here, Neil Kulong, the outstanding one, the gray one. Welcome, sir. Hello, Neil. I'm still in mute, but I'm not now. Um, hey, yeah, there you go. always it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, it's just three and a half hours straight down uh, 35 from here. I think uh, you probably have typically a little bit warmer weather, but um, it seems like more of the the regional basketball games head up uh, in, down in Des Moines for whatever reason. So I've I've, uh, I've made the trek down there for that a few times in my life. Yep, well, here it goes. Uh, It'll all get rolling here tomorrow. Uh, Looking forward to that. So um, let's start with the Steelers uh, and the moves that have been made. I guess what, Cam Sutton's gone. Uh, They've been able to sign Patrick Peterson. Uh, What's your thought on the exchange of, of free agents coming and going with the Steelers? Uh, it, it's been in line with what I figured that they would do. I, I didn't uh, have a great sense of confidence that they were looking to bring Cam Sutton back. I know that they wanted to. Um, in fact, I, I thought he got a little bit less than uh, than I thought he would uh, on the market, but a, a three-year, $33 million deal uh, with the Lions. It, 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 the Steelers were already in the market for a cornerback. Uh, losing him meant they definitely needed to add a veteran. Um it, the price, I think, is is probably about right for what they would would have wanted to pay to, to Patrick Peterson. Um, the fit is interesting in some ways. I'm not sure uh, how versatile he can be, which is to say he really is just kind of a straight outside corner, uh, bail technique outside cornerback. He's not really going to be able to, to carry guys across the middle much. Um, that's the type of defense I think they want to play, though. And I think if you you keep him in that box, um, you'll be okay with that. And that price is probably a good one as well. So it, a, a solid move. Um, no real gain on the position, but you've still got a draft coming. Um, the, this, the, uh, the other big signing, um, the, the inside linebacker um, uh, out of Washington this morning, I'm not entirely sure if he is – a significant overall upgrade over Robert Spillane. I think he's a little bit better. He's probably going to cost a little bit more. Um, definitely a better athlete. He, he looks to be much better in coverage than Spillane probably was, but I'm not sure um, he's a three-down guy. I'm not sure if that's the route they want to take, but again, you got a draft coming up. So much of defense today in the NFL is, is uh, specialized. You know, you, you, Not a whole lot of your guys. We can pencil Minka Fitzpatrick in uh, pretty good bet he's going to be over a thousand snaps if he's healthy this year. TJ Watt probably the same type of thing though they might want to limit him a little bit moving forward. Uh, point being they're not going to have a whole lot of guys 
um, that are playing every down of every game. You know, that, that's not really the way defense is played anymore. And to that point, uh, to bring back Larry Ogunjobi, which I think is a great move, uh, it helps solidify a defensive line that right. they've struggled uh, depth-wise. Uh, recently, they, they need to uh, probably continue to address that. They have recently. DeMarvin Leal, um, uh, uh, Louder Milk, I can't remember his first name for some reason. Uh, these, these are, are depth pieces probably more than anything. But Ogunjobi, uh, he can eat. He's a, a 75% snap type of guy. Um, he, he's going to help continue to, to build along that depth um, and give them versatile package opportunities just with the fact he can play inside and outside. So, um, solid move so far for the right price. Um, I, I didn't expect that they were going to really go after anybody of, of, of high dollar value. Um, Peterson, what's he getting this year? Six in change uh, in, in a bonus, I think, with some salary. That's probably the highest pay uh, a free agent. But, you know, it technically only gets started here. You know, it officially gets started here in about 20 minutes. So um, we'll see. I, I don't think it's necessarily over yet, but they are going to want to uh, focus more, I think, long-term on the draft anyway. These are players that are, are not going to be, you know, core guys. They're really trying to get them through uh, a, a couple years. But they're, they're solid moves for what they're looking to do. Yeah, um, no question. Uh, the position that everybody's going to get all excited about will be quarterback. And it's just, to me, it's just shuffling the deck chairs. Derek Carr to the Saints, Garoppolo to the Raiders, Heineke to the Falcons, Dalton to the Panthers, Stidham to the Broncos, Darnold to the 49ers, Mayfield to the Bucks, Mike White to the Dolphins, Case Keenum to the Texans. To me, it's just shuffling deck chairs. Yeah, it really kind of seems like the, the same theme here. What's interesting is uh, I, I had the same kind of fascination in seeing all those names. Um, playing musical chairs more or less, trying to remember who's where and um, forgetting that this guy played for them last year or at least was on the team last year. Um, the, the salary range went from, I, I believe, uh, something around $2 million a year to up to, I believe it was about uh, uh, 10 for, or eight, between 8 and 10, I think. Or maybe Winston was the top at, at like 12. Right, but the the ten million over two years or eight million over two years, uh, sixteen total for Mike White, I think is the one that that uh, yeah. is most interesting to Steelers fans because this is why the Steelers didn't get Mitch Trubisky to to get an extension. You know, Mike White. Um, we we can argue up and down who's better. It's not always about better. There, there's a level of comfort that a team might have with a player. Um, the backups usually don't get massive raises to be backups elsewhere. They're usually within kind of a range. And White kind of seemed to pop the top of that off a little bit. So I, I'm curious if that's not Mitch Trubisky basically saying, all right, well, I'm throwing deuces next year. I'm gone. You know, you guys aren't getting me for less than 12 a year. If that's what he's getting, I'd rather enter free agency next year than, than sign something now because, you know, my, my value really isn't going to go down. Look at all these guys that just signed. I mean, it's it's uh, right. you know when you've got I thought it was a pretty bleak quarterback situation in Pittsburgh this time last year. But you look at, at Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask and and whoever else it will be in Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I mean I don't you know he, unfortunately for them he can't add that up and get uh, Caleb Williams. It's not quite that bad, but uh, that, that's that's rough. And Trubisky knows that his agent knows that. You look around the market, you're looking at. 
you know, a, 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 another year of eight to ten to be a backup in the NFL. He's, his client's going to have a really nice life with uh, probably a little less wear and tear than the starters. So, what do you think of the Aaron Rodgers saga? Um, I, I was jokingly kind of thinking to myself, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to write uh, posts on his reaction when the Hall of Fame doesn't show up on time, whatever complaint that he might have. I mean, it's, it, he's kind of acting like the living embodiment of, you know, let me talk to the manager. You know, he really just kind of has a... Right. It, it, I don't want to... It's not even like a sense of entitlement. It's almost this kind of weird creepy, you know, now is the time for my master plan of revenge or something. I mean, he really doesn't need to go on a, a podcast that over 500,000 people, at least when I was tuning in, uh, were listening to live. It, to say that the reason he's not on another team right now is because the Packers are the ones holding the deal up because they want more than what the Jets are willing to give. You, you flip course on that really quickly you know if, if, if you are who you say you are Rogers, shouldn't the Packers want that I mean it, it's it's a negotiation it just would seem best to me to not say anything um, he does his thing I really don't think that he cares I think he, he gave up on that a couple of years ago um, and he's living in what he thinks is his best life and in his best opportunity um, nothing that the Jets are doing right now has typically shown success in the NFL after one year. You know, this probably isn't the best example, but it's going to be the most uh, uh, convenient one to use. You remember the, the Dream Team Eagles back right after the strike? They, they signed yep. a bunch of players, brought everybody in. They were a yep. flat, mediocre team that year. That kind of spelled sure. the end of everything in, in Philadelphia at right. that point. They were good before that. Um, it, it's really hard to bring in a bunch of free agents, pay them a bunch of money, have all these expectations, and expect things to work in any kind of predictable way except failure, because failure is, is the result of doing nothing in, in the NFL. Rodgers bringing in all of his buddies and, and setting a new market for below-average receivers, which I, I think is amazing that Alan Lazard got $44 million over four years. That's right. going to turn out to be one of the worst contracts we've seen. Um, it, it, his desire to bring in all of the players that he couldn't make it work with in Green Bay and give it back to the same offensive coordinator who couldn't make it work in Green Bay, I, I don't know what exactly he thinks is going to happen, but I, I almost feel like this wouldn't be any different than if I was putting together my baseball buddies for a, a slow-pitch softball team this year. We, we can think we're like this from the past, but it's not going to happen that way. You know, it, it doesn't take... Vince Lombardi to watch Randall Cobb and realize that he's a shell of the player that he used to be. Alan Lazard is not good. He's just used to Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers wants. So if you want to set up the Aaron Rodgers All-Stars, I, I can understand that to some degree. Um, and then throw Odell Beckham in there, who hasn't played in over a year. I, I, I just... I think Robert Sala is going to have a real tough time managing all of that. That's going to be the real challenge on that team. To say nothing of the fact that anyone at age 40, 41 is going to tell you in, in honesty, they're being honest with themselves, they simply can't do the things they used to do. Rodgers is not going to improve 
from a physical perspective. What you saw last year is going to be the best that Aaron Rodgers is going to be physically. In fact, he's probably going to continue to go downhill. We know this because we watched Ben Roethlisberger. The same thing happened to him. He'd tell you up and down that he could still throw. It's like, I'm sorry, but no, you can't. We're we're watching it. it. You can uncork it every now and again and put everything you have into one throw. But they know you're not going to do that a couple times a game because you can't. It, it, I did not get a very good feeling at all watching Aaron Rodgers as far as his, his future went. Um, right. I might take him for one year. I, I have a real tough time signing on for him for more than that. I, I think the Jets are, uh, um, you know, they're, they're gamblers. Good for them for, uh, you know, sticking to their plan. But um, I, I don't know how well this is going to work for them. Let's put it that way. Well, it goes back to the. Uh... Bill Walsh conversation with Randy Cross. You have five more years left in the league, but two only two really good ones. I only want the two really good ones. And that and, and what happens is teams end up overpaying for extra years for players just to get them for those two good years. Yeah, and that that's uh, you look at it from the players' perspective as well. They're, you know, you you tend to. Um, roof of the players a little bit more maybe than the team after a while. You get used to them. You see what they're doing. You see what they're going through. Um, I say that more about Cam Sutton, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been paid substantially. Uh, for, for him to execute all of this, he's really flexing the, the, the what is in reality the real power that a quarterback has in the NFL. There are too many people that don't think that that's a, a, that that's the thing. Rodgers can do that. I don't think we're, we've done hearing about we're done hearing about Lamar Jackson either. I think he's going to be in position to, to command quite a bit. Um, if you needed more proof, Deshaun Watson kind of speaks for everything. Even if he did go to Cleveland, you know, it's still an NFL team. Uh, they have the ability to get a lot more. And it, there is something to be said with, you know, I've, I've given you plenty. Take, you know, it, as Lawrence Taylor used to say, I gave you 10 of my best. Now you take two of my worst and we'll right. call it a day. I, I can see the value in that for, for what they're trying to do. I'm just, from the Jets' perspective, they're going to be awfully excited. And that is not a group. I don't care if, if, if uh, Nathaniel Hackett is calling plays. That's not a group that's just going to, you know, roll out in the field and start dominating. They're, they're way past the time where they were all together. Uh, and they were successful. Age catches up to you in the NFL, needless to say, worse than anywhere else. It's it's not going to get better for them. Um, But at the same time, this is kind of what happens when you draft a a dud quarterback at second overall. You know, it's it's really tough to get that quarterback. And sometimes it's what you need to do to keep your jobs because you're not going to win with Kyle, with, with Zach Wilson either. And, you know, that, that could be the, the GM's job. That could be Salah's job. Um, so you may as well give it what you think is the best shot, even if it means, you know, go all in the way that they are. And then there's also Lamar Jackson. It's, it's really a strange time because after the uh, contract is signed in the new CBA, money flows like water over Niagara Falls. And then the second year, it slows down a lot. We're seeing the slowdown. Yeah, I, I, I'm weighing that against the level of talent that's there. Going back to what uh, you said th- about this the is not, 
this is not a great free agent group. You and I know that. No, I, I don't. I don't think that it really is. But you you did see Javon Hargrave make a, a, a good chunk of money. A couple tackles, including the right tackle out of Atlanta. That to be honest with you, I'd never heard of. Uh, he, right. He's pulling in twelve million dollars a year. Um, you don't have high level guys, but. That isn't necessarily how you define the retail market. It, it is more about who has what to spend. That's why agents are negotiating against cap space as opposed to cash, and the, the money will, will continue to increase. But at some point, you have to kind of accept that there's not a whole lot of, of high-level guys across multiple positions. There were a couple, sure. Uh, the mid-level did fairly well. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Juju Smith-Schuster side for – $33 million dollars over three years with the Patriots. Right. Um, that couldn't have been expected by a whole lot of teams. I think he's a great right. schematic fit with that team two years ago. I'm not sure what they're trying to do today, but some of them are getting a little bit more uh, than you would have expected maybe a year or two ago. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's not um, it's not a real bull market for – uh, the, the the players top to bottom. There's a ways to go yet. You know, it, it's it's hard to say. Um, it, nowadays, just with the, the cap movement and everything, I think we do have to evaluate what's kind of generically referred to as as the secondary free agent market uh, in June, July, heading into camp. Uh, teams will wait until the draft. They'll wait till their mini camps. They'll take their vacations. And then kind of address who's still out there, who who you know is available to sign. Um, you'll see some money being spent there. Those are typically the you know the the, the full guarantee one year types of deals. Um, probably something that Odell Beckham will sign um, when the rubber meets the road, just because you don't get enough time to really look at him. He wants the most money possible. You might want to wait around and see um, the the team that perhaps didn't get what they wanted out of the draft. They're going to need a veteran. Uh, he was their backup plan. Now they're willing to pay him, you know, 13 instead of nine. Uh, he'd, he'd be wise probably to wait around for that a little bit. You put all that together, and we'll, we'll see what ends up going into the secondary market. I don't think it's going to be as stark, but yeah, there, there's definitely not the same um, overall uh, frenzy feel to it this year. I think. My friend, always a pleasure. Uh, sorry you're not making the trip down here. Love to see you. I, have to, I, I would love to as well. Picking up some basketball right now sounds like a pretty good idea. I've been uh, inundated with nothing but free agency here for the last 72-ish hours. So I, know. I need a break. But uh, you enjoy it for me. Enjoy Des Moines. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, my friend. You're always the best. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. We will transition to wrestling. Where are the Nittany Lions? Well, qualified nine wrestlers are looking to win their 10th national championship under Cale Sanderson. We will talk with Jeff Byers next half hour here in Des Moines, where Matt is considered to be big time. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, my almighty! At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday. Uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, mm. And I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me and kind of digging their heels in. So I would just uh, <laughs> I think it is interesting at this point to step back and look at the whole picture. No 
good! No good! No good! Well, he's won as many Super Bowls as your franchise has. No? True, and he should have won more, just like my franchise. It's hard to win. That's what bothers me. That's one thing about it. There are a lot of things that a lot of people know, and there are a lot of things a lot of people don't know. And the one that's really hard to grasp, really hard to grasp for media, some media, those who are in it every day as media, they know. Um, it's hard to win. I mean, it's just really hard to win. I mean, let's be honest about it. Did you have the best team in Glendale? Yeah. Did you win? Nope. No, it's hard to win. Nah, I got it. Yeah. No, it's just it. No, it, I can tell you, it is hard to win. I mean, I have broadcast over fifteen hundred Penn State football and basketball games in my career. It's hard to win. Even games where Penn State has won, sometimes it's been an absolute grind to the finish. Now, winning's hard. Well, saying Aaron Rodgers should have won more, it's not easy to win.